Welcome to the I Goddess Tings podcast, a show for the goddesses that is a safe space for us to be ourselves and to talk about all of the tings, the things we experience, that we love, we're challenged by, and even working through. I'm your host, speaker, author, and coach, Camille Talicia, aka Goddess Cami, aka the one and only intentional goddess. Let's start the show. Greetings and hello, beautiful people of the internet. Welcome back to the I Goddess Tings podcast. It is me, Camille Talicia, aka Goddess Cami, for another episode. I believe episode number eight we are on. Woohoo, we're making progress. <laughs> um, and today we are going to be talking all about self sabotage. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> All right. Um, and today it is me again uh, with you, no guests. So we are going to get right into it. And that means, of course, there'll be no goddess gab section. And so I'm just going to shift right over into the breakdown. And of course, the breakdown is where we sort of define, give the um, official definitions of things, um, or really just give some context to what we're going to be talking about today. And so, of course, I said we're talking about self-sabotage. And so um, the first thing I'm going to do is give some of the definitions that I found uh, for self-sabotage, because I don't know that it's, I mean, there's there's definitions. So let's just start. <laughs> so, um Oh, I forgot to write down what website this was from. But one of the websites that I looked at basically was giving the, because I paraphrased what they wrote on there, but they said self-sabotage essentially is when you're creating a problem in your daily life that interferes with your longstanding goals. Um, and then I think one that was more of a dictionary website said um, self-sabotage is sabotaging consciously or unconsciously your own plans. And if any of you recall from when was that first or second grade English, you are not supposed to use the word in the definition. And so then, of course, I had to go and pull up the definition for sabotage so that that other definition would make sense. And so sabotage, just as an act, is the intentional destruction of something. So if we plug that into the, let's say it was dictionary.com, although I don't think it was, definition that of sabotaging consciously or unconsciously your own plans, self-sabotage then becomes the intentional destruction, consciously or unconsciously, of your own plans. Hmm. Yeah, this is going to be a fun topic. <laughs> okay, so... Let's look at some examples of what self-sabotage can look like. And these came from a website, again, and then the other examples I have are personal, are more experiential. So um, the examples from the websites, we have procrastination, self-medication using either alcohol or drugs, um, comfort eating, self-injury, and... I think counterproductive behavior I wrote. <laughs> I think that was one of mine. And um, and so then, of course, additional examples that I came up with, um, overcommitting yourself to um, either other people or projects or, you know, classes or just think you're overcommitting your time uh, or you, are, you allow yourself to be easily distracted 
um, you are impulsive with your behaviors, you're reckless, you, you are partaking in reckless behaviors that can be self-harming as well, um, or just not productive. Uh, you make a lot of excuses. You overgive to others, and that could either be your actual physical resources or your time uh, and attention. You manufacture problems. Um, you can hoard money and also pay your bills too late, you know, just like avoid doing things in a timely manner. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. So some of those examples feel a little self-explanatory, but um, let's just kind of break them down a little more. So, you know, procrastination is... Um, not doing things when you're supposed to. Uh, and, you know, like, again, that paying bills late example that I said that you're procrastinating on your bills or procrastinating on getting things done that you need to. Comfort eating can be a self-sabotaging thing when you are either eating foods that you're not, that aren't healthy for you, that aren't in alignment with your health and physical goals, um, or just eating in excess to the point where you are sort of on a binging situation. Um, and maybe allowing yourself to get uncomfortable and not feel great. I've done, <laughs> I've done that inadvertently uh, when we did a, a potluck for a class one time. I definitely, I was like, I just want to try all the things. And then I fully regretted it. And it wasn't a huge self-sabotage, but I was a little bit upset because I was uncomfortable. And so sometimes self-sabotage may not be impacting the long-term goals, but it is impacting uh, you adversely just period. Because my plan was to feel good at the end of class. And I no longer did because I decided to eat too much damn food. So you know, there's that. Um, let's talk about over committing yourself. Because I think that this one is easy to kind of try to dismiss away or excuse away or rationalize away uh, what I like to say logicize where you use your logic and logicize it away. Um, because over commitment looks like I am taking three classes, and this is not like if you're a student, but like you're an adult doing things, working a full-time job, have responsibilities and all this, and then you're committing yourself to, uh, I'm in an organization that meets Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I have a class that also meets Monday, an hour after my other group, and on Thursday, and requires me to be available every Saturday. And then I also take these classes that are from nine to midnight every Tuesday night. Like you just, you have too much going on. You don't have time to be fully present in any of the things and um, you've overcommitted yourself. And so really none of the things are actually going to be as beneficial to you because you're doing too damn much, period. Um, so let's look at overgiving to others. So overgiving to others I think I kind of broke this down. I already talked about this a little bit, but essentially it's when you allow people to <laughs> not even allow people. It's 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 kind of like the overcommitting your time. Um, but instead of overcommitting it to various things that are supposed to be for your benefit, you are committing your time to other people and doing so many things for them that you don't have time to do the things for yourself or you don't have the resources or the capacity or the energy to do the things that you need to do for yourself because you've committed all of that to other people or you've given it to other people so yes oh and the one other one I want to talk about was the hoarding money 
And this is a self-sabotage and kind of like the financial health area where you, um, you're making your money, you have the money, but because you are in a lack mindset where you're thinking, you're feeling like um, you may not have enough tomorrow or down the road, instead of you doing what you should be doing with the money, and I use should loosely, um, should be based on what your goals are. So say your goals are, oh, I want to improve my credit or get my debt down or whatever the case may be, instead of using the money towards those in a timely manner or um, just in a manner that would be more on par with your goals you kind of hoard it maybe just keep it all in your bank account because it makes you feel good to see that oh i have 500 extra dollars this month instead of saying let me take 200 of those dollars and actually go pay this thing down that has a balance of 200 dollars. and so it makes you feel good because you're like oh i got this money i got my little nest egg but you're still sabotaging yourself because you're still acting uh what is the word <laughs> um opposite of what uh i can't think of the word it's like counter something i'm totally lost uh but you're you're really you're behaving opposite of what you said you want to do basically the actions you're taking are are um the opposite wow i've lost the word okay so that's the breakdown um with some little extra breakdown definitions for you and so i can't decide if I want to go to the interwebs or to the IRL. Um, let's do IRL. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to be back for I Goddess IRL in just a moment. Um, that was the breakdown. self-sabotage tactics and let me preface this by saying I'm doing this episode because um not because I have transcended and I no longer am a self-saboteur in anywhere and I am perfect because that's never going to be the case what I am doing is sharing my experience my knowledge um with you all my tips my advice so that if it relates you pick it up put it in your pocket use it when you can if it doesn't you pick it up put it in your pocket use it for somebody else when you can uh and it's all about just sharing experiences sharing the growth journey together um never because i feel like i'm preaching and and trying to tell y'all i'm better that's never the case so i just wanted to put that out there all right so my own personal self-sabotage tactics i have five that i wrote down <laughs> okay First one, um, not practicing what I preach. Hmm, that's fun. Get into that. The second one, procrastination. That has been something I have struggled with since my youth. Um, distraction by detail. Uh, a 
avoiding bad information, quote unquote, and delayed responding slash communication. So I'm just going to go through them one by one. It's funny because I'm getting a little embarrassed. Um, Okay, so the first one, not practicing what I preach. Now, this, I feel like, was my biggest self-sabotaging behavior as an entrepreneur because um, if you listen to, I think, the first episode where I was introducing myself, I touched on this a little bit. But essentially for me, my last business was... um, really about business coaching because I love business. You know, I have a degree in business. I love all things entrepreneurial, talking business strategy. And I mean, you know, not tooting horns or anything, but like I definitely have a brain for business and I can look at other people's business and come up with like three or four ideas, tips, strategies, whatever. And so it, it that is something that's still in alignment and I am incorporating now into the Intentional Goddess through um, the I Goddess Incubator, which there might be an ad in this show that you can listen to more about that. But if not, go to my website and you can check it out. Um, But when I was doing the business coaching, I had this thing where I could create all of these different strategies, workshops, programs. I had a whole course. It was uh, called Five Weeks to Freedom, and it was all about basically changing your business, creating a a new business, um, revamping your business in five weeks. And excuse me, it was a really good class. I mean, it still is. I just am not offering it at the moment. But the problem was, is that I knew all these things. I taught all of these things, but I was not doing, actively doing all of these things inside of my business. It was like, oh, I know it. And because I can teach it, I'm not going to do it. That was, and I'm not saying that that was my logic, but that is essentially what my actions were showing up as, is that I know these things and I can teach them and great. And so because I wasn't practicing what I was preaching, um, not only was my business not doing what it was supposed to be doing, but then it created all of this um, snowball effect where the worthiness conversation started to come in and the good enough conversation started to come in and and it really, I mean, it really sabotaged that business. Like, it sabotaged where I could have been with that, what I could have done, the impact that I could have had with that that particular business because I really do enjoy supporting women create their own financial legacy through entrepreneurship, but I was not doing what I needed to do to ensure that my own financial legacy was stable. And so that was definitely something that I was challenged by and even today um, now with the intentional goddess I'm definitely not as bad (laughs) because I am fully inside of this personal development uh, and growth work but I realized that I was creating I have all these ideas for different um, programs and things and I was like what I'm not going to do this time is create these things and not go through them first myself so that I can be speaking on these, on the topics, on the questions, on the, you know, the workshops, whatever, from a space of really, really fully understanding. And so in an effort to make sure that I don't do that again, I have slowed down on what I'm introducing to people and what I'm offering to make sure that I am fully going through them first and then bringing them to other women to now participate in as well. And so it's really shifted already just 
the way my business, um, this business has really um, showed up for other women. <laughs> I've showed up in the business, how the business has showed up because I feel like people, the women who are a part of it are resonating more with um, my, the things that I'm offering, the things I'm saying, all of that, because now I'm fully practicing what I'm preaching. So that is um, sabotage practice number one, self-sabotage practice number one. Number two was uh, procrastination. Hmm. This is this is a work in progress, and I've gotten a lot better at not procrastinating. Um, but it's a, you know I still <laughs> you know there's a lot of people who say I work better under pressure, and I do find that it is easier for me to focus on my tasks a little bit closer to the deadline when the de- <laughs> but the and and there's really nothing wrong with that. I think it's when it becomes it's too close to the deadline, and now, instead of being able to go back and revise and check my work or, you know, double-check, triple-check things, um, when you do it so close to the deadline, it's kind of like, it's got to be perfect first time out, or you're going to have to, you know, or you're, you're going to be dealing with um, revisions after the fact, and that actually, I ran into that with my um, Oracle deck that I just put out, actually, put it out but it finally just got back from the printers after a month but that's another story um and so one of the things that ended up happening is that the crunch time i put it on pre-sale because i was so excited to offer it for black friday so it's coming for christmas and i put it on pre-sale did all things obviously it didn't make it in time for christmas because i didn't do the due diligence to check the printer's website to make sure that their turnaround time was not (laughs) backlogged which they were greatly so um anyways (laughs) so i did the the um, black friday pre-order pre-sale thing and um because i put this arbitrary deadline on it that i totally didn't have to do but i chose to do it and then i stuck with it i ended up having three of my cards have um the wrong principal number on them, a little typo. I mean, it's like a minor typo, but to me, it's still bothersome. And um, and I was like, if I had just, you know, given myself even an extra day to go, to be able to print them out and look at them, you know, just like on some paper before I sent them to the printer, you know, trying to make this whole deadline that I created for myself, it would have been a little better of a situation. And so that's what I mean by working under pressure is good because sometimes it helps you really get uber focused and get the juices flowing but then there's the other times where it can be to your detriment when you are putting something out that um you need to be quote-unquote perfect but you, you need it to be accurate let's call it that when you need it to be very accurate and you can't do it so and you don't have the time to do it because you procrastinated it and and waited for the final deadline so that uh that's my procrastination and <laughs> working through it but clearly work in progress. I'm a lot better than I was probably when I was in high school, but um, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. Okay, so distraction by detail. Hmm, this is another one that uh, even now I can slip into just being a solopreneur at the moment, and so kind of everything that I do is, is I have to do. Everything for my business right now, I have to do, and so it's really when I say distraction by detail, it's like, okay, so I have a big project and, or I have 
four things that I need to get done this week. And instead of big picturing them so that I can kind of get started and um, get progress on all of them, I'll take one of them and get super distracted inside of the detail, like the graphic design work, right? Um, right now, one of the things I'm working on is finishing up a planner that um, I want like an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial planner um, that will help me and then ideally help other entrepreneurial women as well, um, which will, and I want it to be available in time for the incubator, which starts in February. Um, and so I am also designing it. And so I have, I mapped out, okay, this is the drawing, blah, blah, blah. And so I already know the format, but when it comes time to actually create it in Photoshop and put it all together, all of a sudden now I'm getting bogged down on, you know, not all of a sudden, sometimes <laughs> when I'm allowing myself to get too distracted by the detail, um, it'll turn into, oh, should I use this font or this font? Did it be, should it be this size or this size? You know, and just like really, really getting caught up in this minutia that I really can just make a snap decision about it and look at it aesthetically because at the end of the day, I'm going to do a trial run where I print it out and really do a, a final check on it. And I don't need to be so specific in this moment that now what should have taken me 30 minutes is taking me two hours because every detail, should I use this pattern or this pattern? And, you know, when you're a creative, it's very easy to get caught up in that, you know, those type of things. Um, even when I'm creating waist beads and jewelry, sometimes I'm like, doing the designs and should I do this number of beads or this number of beads and so you know like everything is intentional and so I'm not saying oh just throw some shit together happenstance but what I am saying is that it's very it's, it's something that it's important to be mindful of because you want to pay attention to the detail but you don't want to be distracted by the detail so that you are not completing the task in its entirety and so that has been one of my own it's not sabotage it's not sabotage, but it definitely can be a little destructive, counterproductive when I am trying to get things done, period, deadline or not. So, distraction by detail. The next one, avoiding bad, quote-unquote, information. <laughs> um, yeah, this, it, this looks like, you know, if you ask a question... Uh, of somebody and you're not sure what they're going to say and so then they send the text back or they send the email back and you kind of like don't look at it for a few days or you just <laughs> a few days <laughs> I have done that, that which also goes into the delayed response and communication um or just avoiding opening a piece of mail because uh, opening a bill because you're like oh I don't know if I have it today so I'm just gonna wait and then you forget about it guilty I am guilty which is why I'm sharing um and also, I would also throw in um, avoiding quote-unquote confrontational conversations um, based on, and I think I talked about this last week, um, human design, not last week, last episode. My human design, I am a, um, a generator and I have an open emotional solar plexus, which means that I take in, uh, like physically, I am, uh, I am empathic regardless of... Um, intuitive skills or anything like that 
And so, you know, I can take on other people's emotions, you know, I, um, it's open. And so that's a place where I can be conditioned by other people's emotions. And so what that, for me, what that feels like is, um, any conversation where we may have differing opinions, or I may need to express displeasure, or you may express displeasure inside of the conversation, um, everything, all of that will always feel like a heavy confrontation for me and like an emotional, physical sense, even though logically I will know that it's not, my physical reaction to it is like tension and um, discomfort because it feels confrontational. And so because of that, um, I've learned that I've kind of conditioned myself to avoid confrontations when possible. Uh, and that can also look like having conversations where I may get quote unquote bad information from somebody or not the best information. And so I feel like that is a self, even though I'm trying to quote protect myself, I'm still being self-sabotaging because it's, it's minimizing or it's reducing the, it's limiting, let's say it's limiting the conversations that I'm allowing myself to have. Um, it's limiting the amount of information that I allow myself to receive and to give, because if I feel like I'm going to share something with you that you're not going to like, then it's going to feel like a confrontation. And so now I'm not going to want to talk to you about it. And so it's something that I've had to be very, uh, it's definitely something I'm still working on, but I'm very aware of, um, when I am avoiding having conversations and also I'm giving myself grace in working up to it and not feeling like unless it's something that's time sensitive, then yes, I've, I've gotten a lot better at biting the bullet and just having it. But, um, if it's not time sensitive, I've gotten to the point now where I'm okay with giving myself time to work up to being able to have a conversation that will be productive and effective because I definitely am not about to go get into a conversation <laughs> that um, either I won't be able to communicate effectively or I'm going to get too emotional and then the other side is that temper, <laughs> which doesn't come out often, but, you know, because I just, I'm not trying to sabotage things further by then having to not say what I need to say or um, create breakdown in situations. So, that's that. And the last one is a delayed response, delayed communication. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me, but last year, I feel like 2019 became the year that I became the worst texter on the planet. Um, I've gotten text messages. Like, before, it's been like, oh, I'll see it, and then I'll forget, and maybe respond like an hour later. But I literally had texts in my phone that I wasn't uh, checking for like a week maybe two weeks, and then because the time got so bad, like, it got so far away, I was like, oh, I'm just not going to respond, and I know that that's impacted and sabotaged some relationships in some way, and so this year, I'm making a very conscious effort to not do that, but that is absolutely self-sabotage, because if somebody's communicating with you, just respond back, because you know, <laughs> like, in a timely manner, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you never know, like, if there's a follow-up thing that is time-sensitive that they wanted to share, but they, you know, because you didn't respond to the initial text, they didn't, and so it's just little things like that, and so I'm really working on um, a 24-hour turnaround policy, like, that's the maximum time between um, somebody sending me a message and me responding back, and yeah, 
work in progress. So that's the, those are my tactics. And one of the things I wanted to share is how I am moving through those things. (laughs) I kind of went through a little bit as I was going, um, going down the line, but, um, I also just wanted to share that as a whole in working through my own self-sabotage behaviors. And those are just five that I'm like highlighting. I think we all have little ways that we can do all of the things that I talked about before, but those I think are the most impactful for me right now. And so one of the things that I'm really trying to be right now is um, intentional about making a different choice and um, staying aware and present to my behavior. So, you know, sometimes when you're in it, especially if it's something that's emotion-based, you know, like maybe a slight depression, you know, a state of, of, of mild depression or something like that, you may not be as aware, but as soon as I become aware, I am, um, making a different choice. I'm like really actively trying to make a different choice whenever I get present to the fact that I'm doing something that is counterproductive to my goals. And the other way that I do that is by keeping my goals top of mind. Like this year I went and printed out a banner for 2020 with my motto for the year and it's up on the wall so that I can see it every time when I wake up open my eyes I'm seeing I'm restoring I'm building I'm growing I'm restoring this 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 and this building this 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 so I see it all the time so that way even on those days when it's like oh let me just sit up in bed for a little bit and relax you know mm -mm, it's right above where the tv is so there's no missing it there's no missing it so I can always keep that in the forefront of my mind And then the third thing is that I am um, really working on staying on track of um, my goals and like my, I call them my deliverables, Uh, even if they're life things, they're still deliverables, (laughs) the business of my life. Um, And so just really working on tracking those and um, staying present to them so that I can ideally shift my behavior in that moment um and create something else and or get back on track of what i'm really trying to do versus falling prey to the counterproductive behavior so that is i got us irl the next thing we're going to do is from the interwebs to talk about where this all came from in the first place of course so stick around It is time for From the Interwebs. And of course, this is the section where I share what, if anything, From the Interwebs inspired this week's topic or is related to this week's topic. So for today's episode, my From the Interwebs actually was what inspired this episode's topic. And it was a post from this Instagram page called Dear Dope Chick. And it's, I guess it's like a women's empowerment page. I believe that I follow them now. I'm not sure if I was following them before I got inspired by their post, but that's neither here nor there. On Instagram, they are at Dear Dope Chick, all of the words spelled out, chick with a C-K, C-H-I-C-K. So go follow them because they have cute quotes and all that jazz. And anyways, their post was eh, last week, I think. 
and it said, um, Dear Dope Chick, self-sabotage looks like showing up late to appointments, leaving emails unanswered, overspending while on a budget. Stop that shit. You've worked too hard for this opportunity to let it pass you by. And I was triggered. <laughs> no, I wasn't triggered. Um, but I was like, oh, that's good. I reposted it on my page. So if you follow the Intentional Goddess, you saw this also, saw this already. Um, but yeah, I was like, that's really, really deep. And I think the thing that the one that stood out to me, of course, was the leaving emails unanswered because I told y'all about my delayed communication in um, the IRL section. But that's one thing. Like, I remember I set up a workshop with um, the library and um, the my point of contact emailed me. And even if she was just emailing confirmation of things, it was like I... Well, it's like I just I took forever to open the email and just like confirm that I received it. It was it was the wildest thing. And and so um, that one really just stood out for me. And, I was, and that was last year during my year of piss poor communication. Not this year, not 2020. We're not doing that in 2020. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that I was I was like, Ooh. and I was looking at the comments um, when I was preparing for the, this episode. And, I, and a lot of women were, were, were struck by it. They, they, they felt hit. A hit dog hollered uh, when, they, when they read the post. The showing up late to appointments, though, also um, landed for me. Not because appointments I don't usually show up late for, but I always find myself running a little bit late for just, like, everything else in life. And I think it's so ridiculous because it's like, just give yourself 10 extra minutes to get ready. But no, I always, even if I do give myself 10 extra minutes, I always find something to fill the time before I leave the house instead of um, just using that 10 extra minutes to do my normal routine and get the hell out of the house. So yeah, that's another 2020 thing. We're going to get better with our time because <laughs> that being late is, is, you know, not great. So anyways, that was the inspiration. And so one of the things that I thought about was like, okay, so what is the reason why um, people, but let's talk about women, because this was addressed to women, and I this podcast is for women, um, but why we do these things, these self-sabotaging things. And the obvious thing, of course, was fear. <laughs> obviously right I mean it's obvious because I say obvious basically because inside of doing this kind of personal development work you realize that fear is basically the root of almost all of the things that are counterproductive to our lives in some capacity and so the different fears that came to mind that not came to mind basically the different fears that I got present to and just looking at um my own actions the examples um, and the ones even from the posts. So we have the fear of change, the fear of success, the fear of visibility, the fear of failure, fear of growth, fear of confrontation, fear of discomfort, fear of accountability. So let's look at this, right? So like fear of change, I mean, it's it feels self-explanatory, but it's like if you are really one of these people who doesn't like to see things be different, you are really in your comfort zone. You're like, I know this. This is what I know. And I don't want to do anything different. Every time an opportunity presents itself for things to be different or something arises that looks like it's going to change or somebody around you looks like they are doing something that's going to change the nature of your relationship, even if it's something that's going to help them better themselves. 
you are more than likely going to have some sort of sabotaging behavior. You're going to engage in that in some way where you're either going to sabotage the ability to change or sabotage the potential positive results of the change so that you can stay with what you know. Like think about if, um, and this also comes into that fear of success thing as well, but like think about um, if you have an opportunity to... I don't know, get a new apartment. Like maybe you start um, making some more money and you need to get a new apartment and you, you need to move to a different side of town and it requires you to have a $1,000 deposit, right? And you have 750 of the thousand and you just need 250 more to make it. But this change is really freaking you out. And you're like, but I, really, I know all my neighbors, you know, like I know where the cracks in the wall are and the carpet has just worn down just the way I like it. Like whatever. <laughs> The reason is in your head, nine times out of 10, if you allow yourself to really get caught up in that fear, you're going to do something that's either going to cause you to spend that 750 or you're going to do something that's going to make you miss out on the apartment. So maybe you'll procrastinate on putting in the application uh, you'll wait until like the final day. You may even just spell something wrong on the application, give a, the wrong reference number. Like it's, it can show up in so many different ways, big and small, and prevent you from creating that change in your life. And let's get, let's use the same 750-1000 example for fear of success, right? So, and fear of success is a deep one because that is something that I feel like shows up a lot for entrepreneurial women who um, are not used to things working out, quote unquote, in the way that they wanted them to. And so when they have this business and they're like, okay, so if I am successful, is that really going to work out? Will I be able to handle it? What will the change be in my life? How will I have to change in order to be successful? And so say you needed a thousand dollars to purchase your um, inventory, right? To make the minimum order on the inventory so that you can get your store up and running. Um, because you've had the small sample size, so you had a small sample size of products and you sold out of those. So you know people want it. You got a waiting list of people ready to order it when you restock everything. And instead of you spending that thousand to get your inventory up, you find a class. And you're like, well, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take this class. And this class is what's going to really get my business up and running. So let me go ahead and invest in this class instead of the inventory for my actual business that I know people want to buy. That is what self-sabotage and fear of success looks like. Because you know damn well you can't. <laughs> you're going to pay $1,000 to learn how to run your business but then you're not going to have a thousand dollars to actually begin the business and have the product for the business. And so that's like, and in your head, you logicize it. Well, I need to learn these things and she's going to teach me how to do da, 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 da. But the truth of the matter is, is that you already have the proof of life, the proof of concept that, um, your business, people are interested in what you have. People want your product and that you can sell the product and you have people ready to give you money for the product, which is one of the things that most entrepreneurs are trying to establish, learn, figure out, create 
period. And so it's not to say that the class would not be beneficial, but between doing the thing that's going to advance you immediately that you already know versus doing this thing that's really just going to allow you to stay right where you are. Yeah, you got to self-sabotage is choosing the thing that's staying right where you are. Um, and self-progress is, and I don't know, I just made that up. <laughs> it's going to be the opposite of self-sabotage. Self-progress is um, doing the thing that's going to move you forward right now. So, yeah. Fear of visibility, that also, a lot of these are entrepreneurial things, but um, fear of visibility is one where you don't put yourself out there. That's something that I um, also have been challenged with is, you know, when you're building a brand, especially if you are going to be the face of your brand or if it is a personal brand, there's a level of visibility that is required for yourself and you have to be willing and okay with um, that visibility. And so if you're afraid of it, then you're just not going to do the things you're supposed to do, aka marketing, branding, advertising. The things that allow people to become aware of your business, know who you are, aware of your products um, on a larger scale. And so that's one. Mm -hmm. uh, and that could be <laughs> that could be why you don't answer the email from the person who's trying to help you put a workshop together. Because uh, you know that the workshop is going to give you a level of visibility that you're afraid of. Yeah. Fear of failure. That looks also like it could be leaving an email unanswered because you're afraid of the opportunity that's being presented to you because you're afraid you're going to fail at it. And so instead of trying and making sure you do your best, you just don't do it at all. Fear of growth, that's like that fear of success. But I wanted to talk about a little bit about fear of other people's growth as well. Um, your growth and other people's growth because when... Let's start with your growth. When you grow as a person, as a woman, you know, personal development, emotional development, the bar becomes, the bar is set higher, right? The, the standard of operation now is elevated because now you officially know better. And so for a lot of people, and this goes back to that fear of change, it's easy um, and not as easy. It's, it looks more desirable to stay where you are and, and continue to do the things that you know you like to do. Like, I'll give a great example. If you like to go the hell off on people when they upset you, <laughs> once you start doing your work and you realize how destructive words can be, how powerful your words are, and how impactful your energy can be, you know that going off on people no, not only doesn't serve you, serve them, but it doesn't serve you. And um, while it may feel really good to get it all out of your system in that moment, the long-term impact is no longer worth it when you think about it logically in your brain. However, um, when you are doing your growth work, <laughs> you know that you can't do that anymore. And so instead of you deciding to be okay with the new choice, the new reality, and with your new awareness, you say, I'm going to just stay where, right where I'm at and continue to curse these folks out, and I'm just not going to progress, and I'm just going to be right where I'm at. 
because I'd rather do it feels good in the moment than think about my overall impact and in being the best version of myself in the long term. That's fear of growth for yourself. Fear of growth in others looks like you fearing people are going to outgrow you, leave you behind. Um, and so you may either sabotage the relationship so that it quote unquote doesn't hurt as much when they quote unquote outgrow you, or you're going to try to sabotage them. And ideally, hopefully that's, you know, let's not go that route at all. I have no uh, tips on that. But for yourself, I would say then stop fearing your own growth as well and allow yourself to grow with them, you know, or allow them to be who they are and don't judge them for their growth and definitely don't let them judge you if you decide that, you know, you're growing at a different pace or in a different direction. Okay. Uh, the last one I want to talk about is the fear of discomfort, because I think that the other part of this is like that fear of hard work and of trying because, you know, nobody likes to be uncomfortable. And so, of course, there's levels to wanting to just do things to avoid being uncomfortable if it is very detrimental to you. But when you're changing, when you're growing, when you're trying new things, um, when you're working towards your goals, there you have to be uncomfortable. Like growing pains are uncomfortable. Um, not knowing how to do something the first three times you do it is uncomfortable. But the magic of what happens on that fourth time is really why you go through that discomfort in the first place. And so when you are really feeling averse to um, discomfort, that's when you start to sabotage opportunities for you to do something different, for you to try something new, for you to do some work that's a little bit harder, you know, and, and that sabotage can be something as simple as procrastination, right? Like just, <laughs> I'm just not gonna, you know, like, oh, I'm just trying, you know, I'm gonna do a little bit today. And then I'll see about it tomorrow, knowing that it's due the day after that. And it's going to cause you to work hard, or you're just not going to turn it in at all. And it's all because you just don't want to try. Um, because and part of that is because you don't want to be uncomfortable, but you also don't want to see what it looks like to fail. And so you're just like, mm, I'll just stay right where I'm at being comfortable and, um, and, and not do anything hard, not do anything that challenges me, um, not do anything that requires me to think beyond this box or think differently or see myself and other people or see things from a different perspective. I mean, discomfort comes in so many, in so many ways, not just physically, but, you know, emotionally having to try and um, look at things from other people's perspectives. We see a whole government system in America right now that is uh, made up of people who don't want to see things from the other side's perspective on both sides. Republicans and Democrats both are sitting there acting like they can't see things from anybody else's perspective, uh, which is creating a very divisive country, but divided, divisive whatever country. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. So, all right. So th those are the reasons why we self-sabotage. Th those are the fear reasons why we self-sabotage. And I'm going to leave it at that because I'm sure there's a larger conversation we can have about the reasons why people engage in self-sabotaging behavior. Um, but we're going to go there because I want to shift into actual tools for you to be able to work through this. And so I have one, two, three, four, five. Okay. So the first tool action tip is to make a choice um 
I said this before for myself, what I have to do is make a choice. And I feel like it's a daily choice. It's not just, I mean, it's a, it's a choice by choice choice. <laughs> it's not just, um, it's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm choosing to no longer self-sabotage. And then that's just the blanket choice. Like it's an active, continual choice. And I think really it's a commitment to yourself and it's a commitment to what you want from your life. Uh, you know, your goals, your desires. And so in com making that commitment to, I'm going to be the best version of myself. I'm going to create the best life possible. That means that every time I have a tendency or an opportunity or a uh, a feeling like I want to self-sabotage, I have to make a different choice every time. And, and that's, that's the same thing for you. Um, the next thing is get some support and accountability. And this looks like if you know that like you're like me and you have five major self-sabotaging behaviors that you choose, <laughs> that you like to do, um, you may need to either, not e either or, or and. <laughs> that sounds crazy. I would say get some support in the form of a therapist or a coach um, or a part of like a group coaching thing and accountability um, inside of whatever that support system looks like, even if it's just you and your friends and you make a little group to, to be accountable to each other, like, oh, we're going to change these behaviors. Um, that's fine. The biggest part about that is that you have to be willing to be held accountable though, because it's one thing to say, oh, I'm going to be in this accountability group and, you know, come in and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to work on this. But if you don't actually show up in the group, if you don't actually participate, or if you don't actually share when you fucked up and then, you know, how you want to do something different and shared your triumphs as well and allow other people or the facilitator or your friends to keep you accountable and say, hey, what's going on? Why haven't you done this? Where is this? Blah, blah, blah. Then it doesn't matter. Like you can be in the group and it's going to be a waste of your time. Everybody's time. So not only get support and some accountability, but be accountable as well. Third, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I just went on that whole thing about discomfort and why people avoid it and blah, blah, blah. So basically know that this is going to be different for you. This is going to be a change in your lifestyle, in your mindset, and it's not always going to feel good. And you're going to be doing things that make you uncomfortable. You're going to have to have uncomfortable conversations. Talking to myself, um, you're going to have to try things and not be good at them the first time, the second time, the third time, or the fourth time, and be willing to continue to do them again. You're going to have to open emails that may not have the best information that you want to hear and actually respond to them. You're going to have to work on being on time. Yeah, I'm talking to myself 100%. <laughs> um, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Four, stay present to your actions. Don't go into autopilot mode, okay? Because that's the other thing is when we get stressed or we have a lot going on, or even when you get super focused, you kind of go on autopilot. You're like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. And you just do 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 And so you're not really paying attention. And so that could be the time where you get caught up in the details, distracted by the details, right? Or um, um, not paying attention to time and and uh, showing up late to something or not checking this certain email box or whatever it is to so just don't space out basically stay present so that you can catch it as soon as possible if you start getting a little sabotagey and then finally the last one is track your shit <laughs> um one of the things that i am 
doing, I told you about, I'm working on the planner, the entrepreneur planner, but the other thing for me is the financial planner. Um, the entrepreneur planner has like the, um, to-do list, the goals, all of that, to track all of that and be accountable to myself in that space. Um, and that has weekly, monthly, quarterly, I think, things. Um, but also a financial tracker as well to track spending, income, um, bills, all of that, just to be on a timely manner with that, in a timely manner, timely fashion, whatever, on time with that. And so I am really trying to create some things where I'm tracking things daily, nightly, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, um, in that order, so that I can make sure that I'm on task and on track with my stuff, because it's really easy for some, for me to, um, do some things, you know, maybe be a little autopilot getting certain things done, just kind of like hashing some things out and then be like, oh, okay, what else do I need to do? <laughs> and forgetting and kind of getting off track or, you know, remembering one thing and not others. So that's one thing for me, my memory. Um, I think sometimes I just try to retain too many things in my head at one time. And so I end up losing half of them in the process. Um, and so I've gotten a lot more intentional about writing things down so I can keep track of where I am with them, um, what I need to do, especially my to-do lists and my goals. Because, you know, when you have projects you're working on, you can sometimes see the big picture. I mean, you see the big picture, you know the big picture, and you know you have the, um, the small details. And if you don't write them all out, it's easy to um, forget them uh, and not um, keep track. And so... I'm just doing all of those things to track. And that's another way for you to, as well, shift out of your self-sabotaging behavior by tracking your shit. All right, that's it. That's from the interwebs, plus some tips. We're going to be back for one last thing, and we'll be done. <laughs> Stay tuned. Alright, alright, alright. It's <laughs> time for one last thing. Final thoughts and all that jazz to close out the show. So the principle, the I goddess principle for today, for today's episode is I goddess principle number 11, an intentional goddess is always learning and open to receive her lessons. And I chose this one because I think that shifting out of self-sabotaging behavior is really about learning yourself, um, learning your fears, and um, learning your habits. Because sometimes it's just like a bad habit that you have. And, excuse me, um, really understanding where that comes from, what it's about, and um, when you learn the lesson, you get to start making different choices. And so that's why I say you're open to learning and receiving the lesson. Um, and as a result, making some different choices based on the new information that you have from this lesson. And so that I think is how you are able to acknowledge your um, self-sabotaging behavior and, and do something different so that you can minimize it and eventually, hopefully, release it. But in the meantime, at least work to minimize it. And so the other thing that I would say is that in 
shifting this, the first step is admitting it and taking ownership. If you continue to make excuses or explanations, logicizing it away, excusing it away, or just fully dismissing it and and not acknowledging it at all, um, nothing is going to change and you'll still be right where you are next year. But if you are ready and wanting to grow and shift and change and have a better life and get the things that you want in your life, the first step is actually acknowledging and admitting that you are engaging in these behaviors. And yours may look different from every single example that I gave today, but you will know that if it's some you will know if it is something that is um hindering your forward progress and it's counterproductive to what it is that you're trying to do. And so admit it and own that shit so you can change it. Because once you take ownership of it, even if you aren't fully clear why you're doing it yet, just even in acknowledging that you're doing it and you see it and you know it and you're like, I made the choice to do this. Now you can make a different choice. And that's ultimately what it's all about. So that's it. We are complete. Thank you so much, of course, for being here. As you know, I'm very, very grateful for you for listening. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I really would love to hear from you. So please feel free to shoot me an email. Also, if you have the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message. If you listen to this through Anchor, you can leave me a voice message and I could play it on the show. That'd be so cute. Um, But yeah, if something resonates with you, you can let me know on the social medias or you can send me an email, theintentionalgoddess at gmail.com. Next month is love month, February. And so I'm going to be talking dating and relationships in two in both episodes and if I get enough information I may do an extra episode or two maybe do weekly that month I don't know but ultimately I want to hear your stories I want to take your questions um answer some questions I'm probably going to invite some girlfriend goddesses onto the show to be a part of the conversation because talking about dating and love is always fun when you're talking with somebody (laughs) so again if you have uh something you want to submit for that theintentionalgoddess at gmail.com. Yeah, that's all I have, guys. So, as always, be blessed, be amazing, be intentional, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for being here. Bye, guys. Some of the music for today's episode, specifically the music during the segments was created by Kevin McLeod and his music can be found at filmmusic.io and they are being used via the Creative Commons license which you can find at creativecommons.org and the tracks included were The Breakdown, Spellbound, Rocket, and Stealth Gruber. Thank you Kevin for your very creative tracks. This has been another episode of the I Goddess Tings podcast created and produced by Camille Talicia of The Intentional Goddess. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a fellow goddess, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and rate and review it so other goddesses can find us and join in too. We're available on all podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. For more information about The Intentional Goddess, head to www.theintentionalgoddess.com and you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at The Intentional Goddess. See you in the next episode.